<laughs> the doggo looks looks like he's walking around. Yes, how's yes. the dog doing? The, the golden is fine. It's the golden doodle, and he's still. Let's see if I can get over there. He's still Aww. doing well. His little cast, so sweet. Mm. Oh, I know. I've been following on the in, the Instagram a bit. Yeah. Hopefully, he's still doing better. Yes, he is doing better. I feel. Yeah. I tried to get my money back. We're leaving on a cruise Thursday for a river cruise. Oh, but I couldn't. And I think it's God was kind of guiding us there because we need the trip. Our son can keep him and he's on the upswing. So life must go on. Right, Carly? Yes. You're telling me. <laughs> right. Yeah. We may have a few little interruptions here, but I'll try and warn you all. Well, first, Carly. Yes. Hey, thank you. We love you. You're so a rock star. I've, I've had a pretty solid day all day, except for like right before we were hopping on my like migraine started coming back. But um, I took my meds and it's 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 uh, receding. So. All right. Well, this is our bonus episode with Miss Luann Stevens. She is back with us. We're so excited. We've been teasing this for a while. We're all super excited. Well, no, I hate to interrupt you girls. Oh, but she could not make it. So uh, (laughs) I actually have come instead. Grandma Saracen. Oh, Oh, my apologies. she is so busy with her huge acting career. She just couldn't take the Y'all, time. Luann's a little <laughs> so busy. So I hope you're not too disappointed out there. I don't know a damn thing about this. In fact, Matthew <laughs> is working like a charm. Uh, this thing where you look at the screen and all that. I had not seen it before. Now. And they, yeah, I'm living with Matthew and Julie now. I don't know if people knew that. Wow, Julie went, went ahead and moved in. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is, did y'all know about all the new medications for that old timer's disease that I used to have? Oh, yeah, well, they got we all kinds of stuff. They've got yeah. you all sorted anyway, out. Anyway, they set all this up for me, and I'm just real happy to be here. Now, I may screw it up. Ooh, I shouldn't <laughs> say that on die online, should I, or whatever I'm on. Here, my search undone. All right. Lorraine, Never yes, amazing. I'm so sorry. This is not Luann Stevens. This is Lorraine Saracen. Grandma, y'all. she Saracen is here. In. The house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm glad to be here. I really, really am. Now, Carly. Yes, ma'am. You look like you're, you're in an odd situation there. What's I'm, going on? I have gotten myself in a little bit of a predicament. A little pickle. A little pickle. Um, a pickle? As, What's going on? <laughs> well, as um, some of our listeners know, I've been um, fighting the old cancer. and we Oh, have, no. Yeah. It's it's a bummer. 2020 was was unkind on many of us, um, but we have had a really great year, but I did just have spinal surgery twice, two weeks ago. So oh my Lord. Um, I am just gonna, you know, drop that bomb and not go into any detail, but um, all my, my surgeries went really well and I'm just like fresh out of surgery. So I had my second back surgery on like Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thursday, well, good um, but I am Lord sitting up here in my bed, excited to talk to Grandma Saracen and mm. uh, talk about well, love. I hope I can perk you up just a little bit. Oh, I've been through have. some things in my life. I tell you that. 
I believe it. We don't want to go into all that today, but I've been through some things too. I believe it. And you're going to be good. Thank and, uh, you. Nurse, uh, nurse Mama Mama Smash has been taking care of you out here. Oh, down yes. Down in Dillon, Carly. Right? I'm, I'm down here in Dillon. Mama Smash right. taking care of me. Man, boy, I wish. Oh. I would love to have oh, her right. as a nurse. Oh. I think just a hug would heal your whole body. I know. I believe it. But my nurse well, is living great. But yes, you I do am that on this thing. Can you like hug the thing? Let me try. It. Heck, yeah, we can <laughs> hug. Let me see. Oh, can you can you feel hug. can you feel that? <laughs> yes, I'm, I got bonds all feel, around this big old. Oh, yeah, there we go. Well, I, there I, we I just go. Got a good oh. grandma Saracen hug. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Well, guys. We are, we've got a bunch of questions from y'all. This was awesome. Y'all sent in some amazing questions, amazing stories. And we're just going to get Miss Saracen's advice on, you know, what we should do about these predicaments and yes. these love stories. And just to have some conversations around. Yeah. Because like love. some of them are just stories and like, it's just beautiful to hear the different types of relationships that people experience and how they grow or change and people who want to to put themselves out there or people who want a new dynamic. And so we're going to yeah. kind of cross the spectrum here and just talk about love. And I wanted to play a little, just to get us in the mood. I thought this would be around Lorraine Saracen's time, you know? She might have danced to it at a homecoming dance. Love it. Got the best of my love, y'all. All right. I think we're all going to get a little vulnerable here. I mean, I literally, I'm not, I don't even have pants on. I'm in a hospital gown, so. <laughs> we're, we're, well, no, we're, that's interesting. Getting, we're getting Very real. <laughs> no, well, that's interesting. Let's, <laughs> let's unpack that. Yeah. Um, so guys, this is Love Letters with Lorraine. We have been plugging it for a few weeks. We asked y'all to send in your questions, um, your stories, your, um, just anything that you wanted to share with us and with Miss Lorraine. And we got All some anonymous. great stories from y'all. And they're anonymous, so we're just going to be reading them. You're not going to know who it is. You might wonder. We're not going to tell you. I'm sorry. We're protecting Bye. the anonymity. But um, the anonymity. Yeah, the anonymity. <laughs> we'll so, there. a little finding Nemo. So, why don't we dive in, <laughs> Nemo? Nice. So, this was the first question we got, Miss Lorraine. And this is actually not a personal question. I kind of like this. It's, it pertains to the show. So this is very character driven. What advice would you have given Matt if grandma, a.k.a. you, found out about him and Carlota? She being a lot older than mm. him, kind of being in an inappropriate relationship. Like, what would you what would you have said? Well, I would have told him that that was just the most stupidest thing <laughs> That I ever seen a young man do. Let's hear more. But then now I've seen other. I've seen other stupid things. Mm. Uh, I'm glad I didn't know. Yeah. It was Ignorance not. Is bliss. You know, I know people have to experiment, especially these days. <laughs> but I do not think, looking back, he will be glad that he done it. Mm. You know. Yeah. I, I, she was a nice, nice, nice girl. And she cared about me and about him. Nothing personal against her. It's, although, you know, there's two sides to everything. Mm, she course. had some responsibility for that situation. That's true. Yeah, she, she was, was breaking. It was I, unclear I how old she that was. that was allowed no. in her job. Right. <laughs> and she, right. 
Yeah. But uh, no, I don't think it was smart at all. And I don't think he or she later. Have y'all ever been in that situation where you look back like when you was young and you think, oh, my Lord, have mercy. Every man I've ever dated. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'm going to back up a little bit. I can't be Mm. too judgmental. No. Because we've all done things that later we feel was real, real dumb. Right? That's true. Okay. We can all relate to that. I mean, so. when I was hooking up with my grandma's nurse, it was <laughs> yeah, but it was to me. inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all are funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty of material here. You. All these cute nurses. I know that's true. This might happen for you, Carly. Uh, I, I didn't know you girls was going to be this funny. <laughs> it's entertaining already. I don't like we got you. Well, my question, my little follow up question to that is. Mm. Do yeah. You, do you think that um do you think you would have punished him like grounded him mm. or would you have oh. like given him a stern talking to? Mm. <clears throat> no, I wouldn't have grounded him, you know. Our relationship was real different mm-hmm. than most grandmothers and grandsons and uh not that not that we was equals, no way. I mean, I was the boss and I think you can tell that from Everything you're saying. Boss lady. But I don't think, oh, Matthew, you don't have to say much to make him feel sorry. You know, that's true. He's got so those I wouldn't have given him a I would I have just probably looked kind of like, what'd you do? <laughs> and uh, and then he would have said, oh, I know, I, I messed up. And that'd be it. He'd go make me some eggs or something. And yeah. Be over. That's very true. And just to know that you knew that would kind of, Ugh. yeah, oof. Yeah. Wouldn't sit well. I hope he never did know that I knew. But who knows? But who Who knows who knew what and who knew? (laughs) Anytime. Right. (laughs) Y'all are tickling me. All right. Well, we've got a real. Oh, you want to do the next one? Yeah, I can read our next little short one. So this is this is a little more more real question, which and I really love it. Um, And. Obviously, I'm not about to walk down the aisle anytime soon, but um, a lot of people our age are. And this question is from one of our listeners, and she asks, I'm getting married next May and would love to hear some marriage advice. So, Grandma, mm-hmm. just your, your one, two, three, the most important things to remember to build a healthy, lasting marriage. Mm. You know, that's pretty easy because the first thing you got to do, girls, is marry somebody you like. Right. Marry somebody you admire. Yeah. Mm. Sounds simple. Because but... you are gonna you're gonna fall in and out of love over a period of 50 years if you're married that long. Amen. And there's gonna be times you wish you'd just died a car wreck and you could get the insurance. <laughs> but you have to overcome that and know that that's a temporary thing. Yeah. Mm. So if you like somebody and you admire somebody then you can get through those tough things. Another thing, now I don't know if it's popular, but the more you believe the same way, the easier marriage is going to be. I, I remember one time my husband and I was in a fight, and uh, I know they never talk much about my husband on the show, <laughs> uh, but we was in a fight, and we went to bed, Nobody, you know how they say, don't ever let the sun go down on your wrath and all right, that right. darn stuff. <laughs> well, we didn't apologize 
but we started singing old Baptist hymns because we both grew up in the same church and they're I'm not saying you have to be the same religion or anything like I'm just saying the more you have the same world belief yeah the easier your marriage is going to be so first of all this young woman going to get married in May number one I hope she likes him and admires him I love that number two you've got to communicate Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's hard. That sounds easy. You read about it in the paper and all. You've got to tell somebody how you really feel. And sometimes that means standing up for yourself. You know? Yeah. I so I say, if you go ahead, Carly. Or no, no, go ahead. Finish up. No, that was just it. I think if you marry somebody you like and admire. Yeah. And you tell the truth. The games is over, kids. Right. Now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Let's stop the games. Yeah. yeah. And so it, communicate. And should we talk about sex? Oh, hell yeah. Go there. Yeah. All right. Now, the boys, any boys listening, just cover up your ears. Okay. This is only for the girls. I have heard girls say, well, I'm not going to have sex with him until he kisses me right or until he brings flowers on my birthday or until he does all those things. Well, guess what? You have good sex and he'll bring you all the flowers in the <laughs> friggin' world. I love that. You heard it here first, y'all. Sometimes we get things turned. I'm not saying this answered everything. I'm no. saying men and women is different. It's part of mm. the relationship. It's true. So, okay, tell the boys they can listen some more. All right, now. tune back in, boys. Well, I was going to say, I loved, I like that you brought up the don't go to bed angry because I've also read a lot of things that are, that say, do go to bed angry. Like, don't force yourself to stay up and hammer something out when you could just go to sleep, get a fresh set of perspective and wake up and tackle that together with like a fresh brain. And I've never thought of that before. And I really like that. Maybe throw a little sex in there in the middle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, Miss Curly, that is a good, good thing to say. Because one thing I've noticed about women, me and all women that I know, not every woman, they need to cut their words down about half. Mm, I like uh, that. And then they need to increase their words about half. And talking about knocking things out and arguing and all that, yeah, the women will just go on and on and on and remember every little detail. Well, do you remember in 1922 when yes, you did I'm so and so? And he'll go, Whatever, what? don't remember a thing about it. So women, I would say generally talk less. Now, not all women are like that, but in general, what do y'all think? No, I'm. it's funny. I'm thinking of how my parents are. And we had a great moment of my mom and dad not really arguing, but having kind of a discussion in front of my sister and I. And my mom was talking a lot. And my dad was just kind of like, yep, and like not really giving her much. And then at one point, he just like wasn't saying anything. And my sister looked at him and was like, you need to respond to her. <laughs> like, can you engage? Can, you need to give her something. <laughs> like, yeah, I do think yeah. there's an imbalance, and and it's on both men and women. To women, I think need to listen more, and men need to share their feelings more. So, yep. And I'm a big that. talker. I like arguing and drilling. Like getting somebody to arrive at my destination is something <laughs> is, is a, a, a gift and a curse of mine. But in my relationships, in particular has definitely been um, 
something I need to actively work on because I will just beat them into the ground. And even if I get them to that point where I'm like, oh, okay, now we finally agree. My significant other is exhausted and resentful of all of those hours that I just spent doing that to them. So I think the, we, can, we can throw in a little Hamilton here and say, talk less, smile more. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. That's and she can thing. sing. Oh my gosh. That's that play <laughs> I've heard about. The whole package yeah. right here, y'all. All right. Come on. Uh, that was really, really good. I liked what you said. And I thought of something I wanted to say, but it's gone away. But maybe it'll come it'll back. Come back. Sure. If it's come important, back. it will. Guys, this is gold. We're doing great. So now we get into kind of these. These are great questions and they kind of have stories that go along with it. And they also have subject lines, which I've been loving reading um, because this was through our form submission. So this subject line is, how do I meet a coach Taylor? Which I love because don't we all? And the message is, dear Grandma Saracen, first of all, thank you so much for doing this episode. I love the show and I love your performance. While watching Friday Night Lights, I couldn't help but fall in love with all of the male characters on the show from Riggins to Matt. However, Coach Taylor and Tammy have the ultimate relationship goals relationship. I'm single, but I'm looking to find my Coach Taylor, someone who is committed to the idea of partnership and helping the other person better him or herself. My question is, where does one find Coach Taylors in the wild? Any advice is welcome. Thank you, Tammy and waiting. <laughs> oh, that's so a good sweet. Letter. Do uh, y'all want to answer first or you want me to? You take the reins, Luann. Yeah. Excuse me, Grandma. I don't know Sarah where said. to find them. <laughs> well, let's just think about Tammy. What do you think that she done? Do you think she went out and throwed herself all over him to get him? And and I bet, I'm just guessing, but I bet she wouldn't do anything that she'd be embarrassed about or she'd be ashamed of. And if a man didn't like it, that was too darn bad. Yes. So what I take from that is, and this is the hardest thing in the world for anybody to do, man or woman, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. Okay. Mm. Say it, man. You're going to live one life. It might as well be yours, right? Right. So why wait around for a man to tell you what your life is going to be? People say it, but it is true. If you go on and do your thing, whatever it is, you will meet somebody that's in that same space that you are. Mm. And you know what? If you don't, guess what? That's This is the thing that people don't know. And you don't know it till you're old. You can still be happy. Mm. Oh, I love yeah. that. It don't depend. It don't depend on anybody else. It depends on you and what's inside. And if you don't love yourself, nobody else is going to love you. Mm. You've got to love yourself. Yeah. I love that. So, That's beautiful. As far as finding a coach, Taylor, I say be yourself. Find your Tammy. Mm. Coach. That's inner Tammy. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's something I feel like Monica and I have dealt with, you know, just like being yeah. into our mid to late-ish 20s and <laughs> having spent a lot of time single um, is you just have to find a way to get there on your own. And I found that the, the healthiest relationships I've even fallen into serious or not serious, have been when I am the most self-sufficiently happy. Yes. I know. It's it's not easy. We're not telling everybody out there it's easy. Right. You know, 
But if I know a woman right now, and this is this is absolutely true. She's 85. She has had everything done to her that you could have done. She looks great. She looks like she's about 70. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But she cannot be happy without a man. Mm. So she is dating weirdos <laughs> and strange people uh, trying to find Coach Taylor. Mm. When, in my mind, if if she asked me what she hadn't, I'd say, you know what, just take some kind of lessons. Use your mind. Use something else. Your body's just about wore out anyway, girl. (laughs) You know, you're 85 years old. Isn't it time to have a hobby? (laughs) Besides dating men? Yeah, seriously. Besides trying to find Prince Charming. Yeah. No, that's so true. Throw yourself into something that you love, and then you're going to build your self-esteem, and then... See what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Surround yourself with good people and... And then the yeah, most comforting part of that is that if you don't find somebody, you're happy. <laughs> and and right. I remember somebody, I can't remember who it was, but maybe a girlfriend of mine at some point was telling me, um, and this has just like kind of always stuck with me. Oh yeah, she was like, the best, most, the best healthiest place to be is just being confident and happy with yourself because then any man that walks into your life they're not competing with some other guy you have a crush on. They're not competing with like the other men in your life. They're competing with your existing happiness. You have to make me happier mm. than I am making myself right now. Dang. Not like you've got to be better than this dude or that dude or that. You, That's you've really got to beat out the happiness that I already have. You've got to yeah. be better than you've got to top that somehow. Otherwise, right. it's not worth it. That is good. I love that. That's that. Really good. I didn't know young girls could think like that. I think it was one of my <laughs> friend's moms. There's two, two like um, big mottos I, that I, one of my friend's moms told me. And one of, I think that was one of them. And the other one, which is also great, was she said, and I found this to be true ever since she said this. I think we were freshmen in college. And um, she said, anytime you're sitting there agonizing over what the boy is thinking or feeling, are, were, did they feel like that went well? Did they, are they worried about where we're headed with this relationship? She was like, whatever is in your brain is always in their brain too. Even if they're just yeah. boys and they're not expressing it or talking about it, they're almost always in the exact same place with the exact same insecurities that you are. Um, and I found that to be a strangely comforting idea. Wow. And helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. good. Good stuff, y'all. Uh, Carly, you want to read the next one, The Clearing yeah, Hearts? Yeah, sure. So also our, a great subject. Yeah. As you get older, it seems harder to find and maintain love because, let's face it, we all carry baggage and expectations from the past. And as we live, with, and as we, live we gain more luggage. How have you mm. moved forward after a loss or heartbreak? To put it in FNL terms, when you lose, how do you get a clear heart so that you can see things clearly? learn from it and try again. In addition to that, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your life from a breakup? Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your wisdom and being America's grandma. Take that Betty White. Great sign off. Great sign off. Yes. Oh, I I seen a funny thing that said, we got to all, uh, uh, 
figure out what's well wait i'm confused let me think about that again it's something about <laughs> betty white that was real funny lorraine did you take your meds uh, uh, I, pu- I put them no. on i put them on your coffee table actually just Where are your slippers? <laughs> julie did you bring those back oh they said i did take them oh okay well they won't come in here but they're smiling it <laughs> They're just waving around the doorknob. They're so proud. (laughs) You know, they can't believe. Oh, here's one. Here's one pill I can take. Oh, clear me up. All right. Jump that down. Oh. So that that girl was asking, how do you move on? Yes. How do you learn from a breakup instead of being yeah, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your life? Yeah. How do you move on with a clear heart? And what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from a breakup? Oh man. One thing I've learned is wherever I go, there I am. You know, I can move towns. I can change men. Mm. I can do things different, but I'm still there. I'm still the same person with the same issues. Yeah. And not that I had that many issues, really. I mean, considering I think I did real good. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't think too deep about things back, back when I was young. But... The best thing I think I could do would be look at what my part was. Because a relationship has two people and nobody's all wrong. Mm -hmm. So what was my part in the breakup? Mm. What did I do or think or feel or act? Was I bossy? (laughs) Yes. Did I think (laughs) I was always right? Did I uh, try to make him change? Mm -hmm. Now that's this wasn't from a I'm, breakup. I'm guilty of the all best, of this. <laughs> well, You're the like, best I ever, ever learned. When I stopped trying to make my husband change, things got better. Mm. I like to go places. He liked to watch TV. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you feel and like that made it, you love him more when you adjusted to that and stopped trying to mold him? Or did you find, cause like I've always, as somebody who likes to change people, I'm always scared yeah. that if I just let them be that the person who is like different than me, that I, it may be, that maybe I won't love them. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, and that'd be a good thing to find out, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Before you committed the whole thing, got yeah. the white dress and all that. <laughs> um, you know, it's really hard because I think everybody wants other people to do what they want. What do we all want? We're trying to get what we want, aren't we? Yeah. Every single person is trying to get what they want, what they think they need to be happy. And if that means you need to change over there, then I'm going to do it. The only, that'd be great if it worked. It won't work. Yeah. Can't change yeah, well, people. You can drag your husband to look at the foliage <laughs> like I tried to. <laughs> it makes you miserable. They don't give a damn about it. It's better to yeah. go by yourself or with another woman to mm. look at the leaves. <laughs> if your husband don't care about the leaves, you why should he go? Yeah. Now, there's another side of that, too. He mm. can't tell me I can't go look at the leaves. Right? right? right. He can't tell me I have to sit in the other a uh, recliner and and watch football. So there's two sides of it. I yeah. got to let him do what he wants to do, but this is where I think women mess up. I'm going to do what I want to do too. And sometimes there's a fight. 
Mm, or sometimes yeah. they say you don't love them. No, I love you, but I just like leaves. I want to look at the leaves. <laughs> I just really love that foliage. <laughs> yes, which I is do. also Michael and Jan Stafford. Yeah, yeah, I really hope that I find a partner that is independent and likes to do their own thing because that is one thing that I think about. I'm like, I love my independence and I love doing yes. what I love. And I, yeah, I think it's important to find someone that you can share a few things with, definitely a few things, but it's okay if you don't line up on every interest because mm -hmm. then that's that's where you pour into your friendships that love concerts or that love yeah. museums or whatever yeah well i remember this sounds like it's a small scale but a friend of mine once so i mean as all of our listeners know um monica and i harry potter is a huge huge part of our lives um yep. it's oh, really? ex <laughs> extremely important to me and i was dating somebody who had never read them had never been in the world at all and i genuinely i mean this sounds silly but i was like it's such a deep part of who I am and in, in my life. Like, I don't know if I can do that without, I, I have to be able to share that with somebody. But then my, uh, one of my sister's friends, she, she has a very beautiful, sweet marriage, sweet baby boy. Um, I was at their wedding and, um, she said, she goes, you know, when I married my husband, he had never, he had never read them. And she said it was one of her favorite experiences of her life to be able to witness him reading them and doing it for the first time. And he fell mm. in love with the books. And now it's a, something that they share together. And she said she wouldn't go back in time ever and have him already know the series. Like introducing mm. it to him was like the, her favorite part of their relationship early on, which I had never even thought about that. Yeah. It's fun well, to be able to introduce things as well. Yeah, That's a good story. And it, I'm glad it worked out for her. But let's just say... He read the first book and said, and no, he said you know, like that's, that's a bunch of nonsense. Oh, so hard. <laughs> that's, yeah, but then you've got to look at yourself. Why have you let a book <laughs> and, and fake people fair, very, very be more important, yeah. be more important than real people? Than real people. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about two sides. Yeah. Uh, we have to look at our part. And you girls are awful young. Uh, you're still in your 20s and y'all don't even know how young it is yet. And you I don't know, know how <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. What what 90 year olds know, I don't know yet. Thank God. Right. <laughs> but but I mean, that is a pretty story. I'm glad it worked out that way. But that didn't happen for me with lots of things. Uh, what's nice, though, if you can let it roll, if you can let it roll. Your man can be different from you, and it's all right. And and he don't like Harry Potter, mm -hmm. so I got a Harry. I'll start a Harry Potter group. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. That went away. Okay, when I was young, I was looking for somebody to fill all my needs. Mm. Harry Potter leaves, <laughs> you know, whatever I needed. I need that one person to fill. Well, you know what now? I got me about five or six women's groups. I got a book group. I got a step study group. I got a, I could find me a leaf looking group if I wanted to. And you let them, you don't expect that one person to fill all them needs, you know? And, I love that. But you only learn that, I'm sorry, through trial and error. And 
you're in that trial and error period, unfortunately. Now we get to learn a little bit advanced from your wisdom. I know. Uh, Real quick, will you tell us how long you and your husband have been married? We have been married 57 years. Wow. Pour one out, y'all. 57 years. There's been ups and downs. Sure. Ups and downs. It's been mainly up. Like I said, since I stopped trying to tell him what to do, that took thir- that takes 30 years of marriage. Wow. Okay. I believe it. So I'd say the last 27 been good because I don't tell him what to do and he don't tell me what to do. And I don't know what there is about that, but you just get better friends. Do you like a friend, even a woman friend? Yes. That tries to tell you what to do. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. No. no. It's irritating, isn't it? Yes. And imagine living with somebody 24 hours a day that's, and I'm still bad. I'll try to, I tell him there's food on his shirt. He needs to change it. I'll tell him, oh, them clothes is too big. You need them altered. And I still have my issues, but the less I tell him what to do, the better he likes me and the better Mm. I like myself. Mm. What do I think? I know the answer to everything. I can't even work the remote. (laughs) I have to call Matthew and Julie. Say, you got to get Matthew up in there. Right, to work the TiVo. Because you know some of them TVs now? we got one in here. They call it smart. Mm. <laughs> well, they're smarter than I am. <laughs> and you got these two or three different remotes. And there's these, you, did y'all know there's this stuff where you don't watch regular TV, but you just see a, a show, a bunch of shows all together? Mm. Streaming. Streaming. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Did you know that? You see it all at once. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, all in a row. Right. What what show do you think Grandma Saracen would be the most into right now? Well, I hate this. I hate to say, but I think she used to. I used to watch a bunch of soap operas, but I'm kind of over stories. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of over our lives. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Well, I watch sports mainly. True. And so that's regular TV and I don't oh, yeah. have to deal with other things. With that other streaming thing. Yeah. yeah. But I watch sports, a lot of sports. And uh, I like love stories as long as I know they're, hmm. you know, not true. I mean, <laughs> it's fun to believe it for a while that everything's right. going to be perfect. Right. And, you know, and... Coach Taylor's going to love me. Right. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the blessing is just to adapt to what you got. Mm. And that's, but then that's from birth to death, from yeah. birth to death, you got to adapt. This hurts. That hurts. She don't like me. He don't love me. Move on, mm. move on, move on.com. Take anything out of this today. Then people listening, move on. If he's not into you, move on. Mm. Oof, boy, do I need to hear that a lot? I know my mom gave me some really simple, like duh advice that really just hit me. She was like, if you're pining for him, he's not the one. Like, yeah, that's just let it go. Like, that's not. And you're kind of like, oh, yeah, of course. But you just need someone to tell you that. Oh, that was a real good thing she said to you, because somebody told Mm. me once, if you have a crush on somebody, you know, crushes is different from love. Totally. And that's what you don't know either. Uh, If you have a crush on somebody, that means you think they are better than you. Mm. Think about that. Wow. It's true. Yeah. Crush on somebody like I'll get a crush on Mike Madonna, for instance, like <laughs> hockey player, or Troy Aikman. Mm. Oh, oh Troy they're Aikman. so great, and I'm so poor, you know. But when you love somebody, you're not on a ladder; you're in a circle. Ooh. So mm. that's pull that out. Pull that quote out. Put that on a pillow. Yeah. Mm. All right. Embroider that. 
important. I like just move not, on. That's so good. Go ahead, Carly. I'm, I'm not good at needlework. I'm not Dude. either. Nah. All right. Well, we've got a really sweet story and question next. Um, yes. Yes. So this is the, the subject is being the first. My husband and I were each other's first everything. First relationship, first kiss, first everything that comes after. We found each other at 19 and 20. It's young looking back, but at the time it felt old. We had each tried and failed at seeking relationships and came to each other with stories of feeling left out, rejected, and flawed. But with each other, it was all easy. I think it's rare to marry your first love, but we did. Nowadays, people encourage waiting, trialing, and testing out relationships. But instead, we took a leap together and committed to whatever would come to us on the way down. What came was illness in the family, five years of long distance, and I mean plane rides long distance, um, something in college classes, Fs, oh, Fs, Fs. just failing, Um, (laughs) bad grades, and long silences on the phone. Not exactly a recipe for romance, but the good times were worth it all, and we kept uh, leaping toward each other, toward each step together. One wedding and three kids later, it's easy to forget what's special about us. As if those awkward and sweet kids fumbling toward love were different people than the tired and stressed parents we are today. But they are us. We hold each other's past. And each day forward is another gift we add to what is already more than we deserve. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I know. A I'm great love. Crying. It's so beautiful. And that's the beginning of our story. How do you keep the middle of the story deep and meaningful? And what do we... What do we have to look forward in the last act? Ugh. Mm. This is beautiful. God damn that, beautiful. That girl can, can write. Can write. Yeah. I know, right? It's beautiful. Oh, goodness. And what mm. a sweet, it's just such a sweet question for anybody. I know. I know. That is beautiful. And I don't think she's got a thing to worry about. Right? Seems like I a mean, smart cookie. <laughs> well, and they love each other. They've already been through hard times and there will be maybe harder times. Mm. But, and there's a place there in the middle when your kids is trying to, they're causing trouble and the man's trying to make money and the woman used to be, we stayed home. Woman staying home and cooking and doing all that. And the stress does get you. Just hold on, hold on, they leave. Mm. And uh, I thought that's going to be the end of my life because in kids, I put everything into them, which is a little of a mistake, I think. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, once they do leave, now you just got to get through that because first you you got the crush and the love and the sex and all that, and that's great. And they got married and they, they're in this hard part now because them kids is going to cause trouble, some yeah. kind or other, even the best kids. Mm. Uh, but I tell you that empty nest Oh, that's the wrong word. I wish I could think of something else. It's like a velvet soft. <laughs> it's like a throne room. Nest, yes. yes. It's not empty because he's in it. I'm in it. And we got money to spend now because yes. I'm kids out. Uh, I love that. So yeah. I think I think she don't have anything to worry about. Mm. I'd tell her if I had her right now, I'd hug her and say, you're a lucky one. Oh. Y'all have done. Y'all have done good. And it's just going to keep on being good uh, with bad spots. You know, yeah. I was, I fell in love with my husband when we was, uh, we was 17. Yeah. And um, I seen him in his uniform. He was in ROTC back in high school. And I said, I didn't know him well. I said, I'm going to marry him. 
Another thing men don't know is women do the picking normally. Mm. Uh, because you eliminate men immediately, don't you? If you don't like them, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not that. If yeah. they're wearing flip flops so, and jeans, they're out. They're the out. End. No coming what back. What is it about? Do other people like men in sandals? Blech. I, I no. firmly believe I, we should never see men's toes. <laughs> I, I know it's cool and everything they say, and they've got these expensive shoes where even athletes they walk around in them sandals i just think that is the least sexy thing i have ever seen thank you grandma i have been trying to get everybody to listen to me on that opinion for years i just so gross i never need to see the man's a man's toes never they serve no purpose to me other than disgust well i mean we may be in the wrong but we're in the wrong together Mm, because i think it's dumb and stupid (laughs) and i don't like it um, but I do like that you mentioned that you and your husband met young. So you've done these sort yeah. of different acts of kids and then rebuilding. And so like, what was, what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give this listener on building that next act on that third act? I'd say is she's how to do it is to hang on for dear life because when they get to junior high and high school, you're stressed, uh, there's money problems, and it seems like forever, but it's six years, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to her, I would just say what I said before, do what you're doing, but don't expect it to feel like you're in love every day. You won't. Some days you can't think of anything but getting the lunches ready and trying to get through the day. And that's okay. That's normal. If you start wanting it to be different, that's when that divorce and all that stuff will come in. It's not. It's hard. It's hard work. You get up in the morning. You work all day. You take care of them kids. He works all day. And then you get them through. That's your job. You signed up for it by having them. Very true. And, And your romance. Now, I don't want everybody to hear this. So, But anyway, the physical part of things. Mm-hmm. Better than ever. Ooh. Okay. No, that's good to know. That's that that's brings great. some comfort. I know. And and I mean it because I mean it. <laughs> no, and I, I think that's a common a misunderstanding. I love yeah. hearing that. Uh I'd say better than when I was in my twenties and sexy. Yeah. Wow. Because there's too many other things to think about. You hadn't didn't know yourself, didn't love yourself. Mm. And at this age, it's just, I tell you what, except for the aches and pains, being old, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so fun. You you spend your money on what you want, mm-hmm. do what you want. You do it together or you don't. It's up to you, but I you're not mad about it because you can both do your own thing. You got your mm-hmm. other groups. Uh, the hard part's going to be when one of us goes yeah, before the other, of course. because you get to the point you can't imagine. And maybe everybody feels this way about your husband, but you can't imagine being without him. But people go on. You got your kids, you got all your friends. Uh, but it's a real blessing if you marry somebody you like and you can stay married to them. It don't happen very often. I think 50%, is this right? 50% of us are divorced here in the U.S. of A. I've heard, I've heard that stat 
for many years. It may be different. Might it's be a little less pretty now, similar. I think. I think it's less now, but only because less people, less people are, getting are getting married. married. Yeah. yeah. But I think we and could stick I didn't stick think by I that. could get used to that idea of people just living together. But you know what? I have. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure back in my grandmother's time, you know, when they showed their ankle, whoo, you was in trouble. Ooh, yeah, bad. And then in my time, anybody got divorced in my mother's time was bad. Mm. Anybody had sex was bad. And I like it now where people are more accepting of things. Mm-hmm. But, well, maybe that's another story, but I still don't. Maybe y'all can help me. Mm, let's hear it. I still don't get why women, if they want to get married, why they give the man everything that mm. he wants. Up front. Up front. Is that's there a good reason for that? I think that, at least for our generation, marriage seems so, I think because we grew up in the age of divorce, so like we are the children of, I mean, not Monica, Monica and I are very lucky that our our parents are still together, but we're the generation of where all of our parents got divorced in the 90s. And I think that we've witnessed so much unraveling of relationships in our young adult life, in our childhoods that we take marriage so seriously. And I think that people just want to know as much information as possible going into a marriage. But I think it's a fool's errand or can be a fool's errand because you can give them everything. You can have fully developed sexual relationship before marriage and you can still wake up in 20 years next to somebody who you don't know. You know, so like yeah. I don't think I think we're all desperately trying to say like I made the most informed decision I possibly could, but it's tr- it's actually you can't. Yeah, at some point you have to take a leap. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, they're the stats of of people that live together before they get married are more likely to get divorced than ones that don't. Really, and that's yeah, that's a like a non-religious stat. It's just because yeah, I think there needs to be something that is different when you get married whether that's yeah having sex whether that's getting married or whether that's living together it needs to be marking a new chapter where you're really committed to each other and I think yeah and whether it's sex or not there has to be some shared reality of trust that you're both leaping into whether that's like the sexual part of the relationship or like there has to be something that you're going at together blindly (laughs) yeah well that was helpful to me because I think I learned something today. Maybe we was too, you don't want to make somebody marry you, you know? Right. I mean, like you can't have me unless you marry me, although it does work. <laughs> um, we've, all, you know, we've all heard of shocking It weddings. don't mean you've got a long marriage, but uh, also I think the difference is, you know, back in my time, there wasn't no pill or nothing. True. So if you had a baby uh, I mean, you couldn't help it whether you had a baby or not. I mean, you, it wasn't up to you. It just happened. And uh, then you was really in trouble because it wasn't accepted back then. Yeah. So right. there's a lot of things here I'm thinking about maybe that I needed to you girls to teach me <laughs> because uh, life changes and things change. Yeah. And just because you live with somebody before you get married, uh, like you say, it don't mean it don't have to mean either thing. Yeah. Like right. trying to get them to marry you. 
you just want to know if y'all fit together. So yeah. that's, mm-hmm. I can, I can understand that. Uh, There's a great line from Parks and Rec. Um, when Ron Swanson, one of the main characters, he's been, he's had these wild divorces and crazy relationships. And, um, and he's sitting and talking with Leslie Nope about this exact topic about relationships. And he goes, you know what? In the end, you find somebody you like and you roll the dice. And I just, I just love that. Yeah. I like that moment too, but yeah, No no guarantees, but yeah, I think, I think every generation there's like, it's like a reflection of the, of the other. Like my parents talk about all the time. They're like, they get frustrated with us, but then they see flaws when they look back that we do better. Like, it's just, right. it's just different. And we're, so we're just dealing with, with different dynamics. That's it. And it's, yeah. a, it's a reaction to things that maybe our parents did wrong. Maybe our parents did right. You know, mm-hmm. no, that's a good point. It changes. But I, I just hate to see a young woman giving up her youth to a man that has no plans to stay with her till she dies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Value yourself. That's what I hate to Maybe see. you're worth it. And hoping, hoping that he'll change and become committed. That's what makes me sad. Yeah. That's why I say, if he ain't into you, move on. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your own time. It's That's time our theme, valuable. y'all. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Which, in, move the, on. in the name of that, why don't we move on to our next question so we can get through Exactly. Everything. All right, Carly. Okay. So I'm moving to a new city that I visited over the summer, a city where I met someone on that same trip that really opened my world. Someone who I'm definitely infatuated with, but could be chaotic to pursue romantically <laughs> beyond short bursts of fun. I visited again on a fall trip when I decided to move there for sure, and we again connected. How do I honor that attraction? In parentheses, and I'm fairly certain it's mutual, unless he's a really great liar. <laughs> While doing all that I can to ensure that I'm not making this move about him. I don't want to get sucked into that trap, but I also don't want to play it too aloof with him. In parentheses, I out of too much wait, out of too much caution for freaking him out or protecting my own headspace here. It's a careful line to walk, so I'd love some advice. Thanks. So it sounds like mm-hmm. this person is infatuated by somebody, possibly could see a future with them, but it's also tied up in a complicated life move and decision and sort of how do you weigh when to jump into something serious and when to keep something light until you can make a more informed decision. That's kind of what Mm. I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, first thing I'd ask her is if you don't move, will he still like you? Mm. Yeah. That's good. If he don't still like you, I mean, sure. If you want to go have fun, as long as you want, understand that's what you're doing it's okay and you don't get serious there's nothing wrong with doing new things and experimenting and trying things but if she and she said the word infatuated yes Mm -hmm. that's smart of her because she didn't say she fell in love with him right yes she said if if she pursued him romantically it might be chaotic yeah i think she answered her own question right i kind of think so too Uh, it sounds like they talked themselves into how they feel about this person Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she answered her own question, and we can always uh, do that. Excuse me, I got to shut the door for no, a minute. You're fine, Matthew. 
Matthew. Just a Matthew, shut this car door. The dog is coming in. They think it's so funny that I'm on TV or something like that. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, that she, that it's good to new new things and, and experiment. That's that's fine. But it, it sounds like to me that, oh, I know what I was going to say. Mm. When we ask questions sometimes, it's because we already know what we should do. Mm. And, and I think that she already knows. It's up to her. Does she want some chaos? Sometimes we do. True. Sometimes we want drama. Yeah. And we're willing to pay for it. Well, it's okay. There's a price to pay for everything. Everything has a price. Yeah. You know, everything in life, every choice. Because if you don't try something new, that could be bad too. Yeah. I just think the fact that she said infatuated in chaos, <laughs> it don't portend that well, do it? <laughs> uh-uh. I yeah, I think there. I think this person needs to figure out if they would be if their feelings would be wrapped up in whatever they get involved in, then I would maybe steer clear. But if they don't and they just want to have fun, then go for it. Or even if you do have feelings and you get hurt, you're going to learn from it. So it's kind of. Yeah, I think it's one of those you need to like set an internal uh, decision and not just let the situation and the environment determine the direction and just say, mm. decide what I want out of this and then move forwards in the best way you can versus just being like, I'm just going to kind of close my eyes and walk into this and hope that it I like that. Goes okay. <laughs> you decide what you want. Mm -hmm. Don't just walk into a whirlwind and let it tell you what. But if you want to do it and you think it'll be fun and you realize the chances, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you hear these wise old adages and sometimes they're opposed to each other. Like one is better safe than sorry, but then you've got nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. Right. Come on. So you can find anything you want depending on <laughs> your state of mind. I wonder how totally. old she is. That would make a difference. That's true. If she was 40 or 50, I'd say, come on. Right. That's ridiculous. I think this is, is like early 30s, late 20s, kind of yes. younger. Probably. Yeah, that's that's a different story. Y'all, y'all are marrying a lot later than we than we done, and that ain't yeah. all bad. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it has its upsides and downsides. Um, I enjoy not but having they, a partner sometimes. And having like a regular steady income and, and job and like being able to do whatever I want. But there's also yeah. times like right now where I'm sick and I I want I want my person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's really hard. And sometimes I've noticed women and men getting into their forties and they don't want to compromise no more. Yeah. They don't want to get married and have to change their ways. The advantage or disadvantage, whichever you want to think about our time, you you got married. Now everybody's gonna get married. You was a failure if you hadn't gotten married by 22, right? Old man. So you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing, but you're forced to learn. So so, but now that you have all these options, I mean, marriage is hard. And when you're 45 and you're living by yourself and your dogs and you're doing exactly what you want to do, 
it'd be hard to have bring a man in, give him a closet, and try to consider his needs. That's true. Over that's your something that scares me a little bit. Like as <laughs> as I've become so independent, I'm like I get worried. You know, I'm like right now kind of trying to see people trying to let someone into my life, but I'm so established that part of me gets a little scared sometimes that I have closed all these doors and, and have made it difficult to make room for people. Yeah. Every, every age has their problems. That is one you all have to face that we didn't because we just jumped into it before we know any better for better or worse. And sometimes it worked, you know, sometimes it didn't. Yeah. If I'd waited without that lust and infatuation and crushes, I don't know if anybody get married. Why bother? It's so much trouble, you know? The tax breaks. It kind of gets you going. And then you've got to, whoa, what is this? What am I doing? I got to figure something out. Right. So I don't know. There's good and bad on both sides. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think you're old yet, Carly. Thank you. I think. <laughs> I'll no. take it. You'll, you'll do. You'll find somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all can either keep going real quick, but I'm going to take a three minute break. Sure. Now you're a singer also? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you accompany yourself or? Yeah, I do. I play guitar and piano. Wow. Yeah. So cool. Thanks. I think making music is one of the, one of the real arts. Mm. I love it. Life without music would just be, you know, and, and the musicians are paid nothing unless they're big. Yeah. You're the same with actors though. Oh I've yeah. You know, acting is not lucrative. No. Sure. What kind of song did you write songs at forever when you were young? Yeah, I probably started when I was young. I grew up in in theater like you, and um, and then I kind of started. I really seriously started writing when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Um, and then I, but I really didn't share my music until actually until Carly was diagnosed when we were uh, 16 and 17. And I wrote a song for her and I was always really private about my songs. And then I was like, well, it's, it's actually more selfish to keep it in and not share it. So that kind of gave me the confidence to do that. And then ended up (laughs) going to school for it. So I was like, well, shoot, I got to really share my stuff and, uh, be vulnerable and all that. So yeah, I spent like my freshman year just writing a ton and, um, yeah, now I, I put, put stuff out and you know I get nervous when I share it but I, I'm a lot more comfortable with it and um you do it on YouTube or what do you do I release on like Spotify and Apple Music um I think I have I don't I know I have some stuff on YouTube um but uh yeah mostly on those like streaming services and and then I'll, I'll post videos on Instagram and stuff there she is so you're good we were just chatting all right all right keep plowing plowing on Okay, so just to intro, this is not one of our questions, but this is a story, a love story that was written in by somebody very, very special to me, my grandma, Mama Sally. And she is the matriarch of our family. She was a pioneer of her time and also, you know, went through a divorce in the 60s with four kids and in the 70s, excuse me with four kids and made a life for herself and carved a path that brought someone very, very beautiful and special into her life and my life. He's my grandpa, even if not by blood. Um, 
and they just have a really beautiful story. And my, my aunt, one of our listeners, um, helped her type this up for us to read aloud. So I will just read her little story for y'all. Perfect. Okay. Subject line is 10 years of dating. <laughs> Probably many of you do not remember Bob Hope, but that's where our love story began. I was, 36, I was a 36-year-old divorcee with four young children, having just moved back to my hometown to raise my children surrounded by my family. One Saturday, the Boys Club was having a charity event with Bob Hope as the performer to raise money. There was a luncheon before the show, and I went to the event with my sister and brother-in-law. As the story goes, as I walked in, a mutual friend of mine and the president of the Boys Club tapped Ooh. him on the shoulder and said to him, that's the girl you need to be dating. And it just so happened that he was also recently divorced. We met a couple of weeks later at a party, and when I got home, the phone rang, and guess who was calling to ask me out on a date? <laughs> he asked me if I could go out the next night, and I said no, because I already have plans. Of course, I actually didn't. <laughs> Plan hard <laughs> he, to get, Mama Sarah. Oh, yeah. well, Mama. Mm. He then asked about the following night, and I accepted. <laughs> we had a wonderful time together, but when we said goodnight at the door, I told him my children were in the house asleep and I didn't want him to come in and wake them up. Actually, my children were in California visiting their father, but I was new to dating as a single mom and I didn't want to invite him in to my home alone. Smart woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we continued dating for about 10 years because I didn't want to upset my children's lifestyle again by changing our family dynamic. Mm -hmm. He was very patient and loving, and we had a wonderful time together dating for many, many years and had many fun life experiences, including traveling, scuba diving, going to Mexico on Sunday nights. This is in South Texas when you, could, you can walk over the border. Back when you could go over the border. Yeah. When they saw us coming up the stairs, the band would play tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree, and we loved wow. to dance together. In addition to scuba and dancing, we enjoyed the children's high school activities, which included cheerleading, Boy Scouts, drill team, and swimming competitions, which even included a trip to the state championship. <laughs> we, had, we had a wonderful 10 years dating and being together. When my youngest of four began college, we decided it was time to get married. I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with him, and my children loved him also. He has been a... He's, it's going to make me cry because he's, so, oh, he's yeah. such a special person. He has been a wonderful husband and loving stepfather to my children and grandpa. He is truly the love of my life. So that is from my grandma about my step-grandpa who um, found his way into our family. And he is just the most beautiful man and just a constant testament for me and for my siblings of, and reminder that you can find somebody at any time in your life. He, they have, they, they don't have any more, but they had a, this cabin in Colorado that we used to go to every year. They spent six months out of the year up there. My grandma loves birds. He spent, he has spent every decade since they were together filling the woods near that cabin with birdhouses that he oh. made by hand for Mama Sally. He, na so he named the park Sally Jean Park. And it, it has, I mean, over 500 birdhouses in it. He spent, oh my he spent his oh my entire gosh. life filling her life with the things that she loved. And he is just an incredible, incredible man. He stepped up to be a wonderful dad and husband and grandpa. 
And mm. I'm just so glad she uh, shared that story with us. Oh, well, that just shows you right there. It can happen. Mm. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. And that the one that's worth it will wait, that he just was patient and consistent and loving and uh, such a beautiful oh, story. So sweet. Oh. Very sweet. Yes. I love their story. Definitely gives me hope. And it, I mean, I love um, Grandma Saracen. Luann, your story is, is so beautiful as well and, yeah. um, and involves patience and trust. And I think those are just some of the things that we forget about to focus on. It's, it's the long-term deal. Yeah. yeah. You have to look at the big picture. Yeah. When you're young, it's hard to do that. And more incentive to get happy by yourself because how could you not wait for something like that? You know, I would hate to settle on something too soon and yes. not get my Sally Jean Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of birdhouses. Yes, we have <laughs> lots of them in all of our houses as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see pictures of those sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. You should post, post some. Picture. Yeah, we'll definitely post some. Uh, that's a good idea. We'll post pictures of that park uh, with this post. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Carly, I was, I was telling Luanne while, while you were in the um, bathroom that um, <laughs> that Mallory just got engaged. Um, and yeah. that because I was saying I was going to be in Fort Worth this weekend for a dress fitting. And, yeah, just seeing them together and like, like oh, yeah great guys still exist and like yeah she didn't have that a year ago and like we were kind of like she was dating someone that was just not good enough for her and just like was just kind of like well maybe this is it and then you're like oh no there's actually yeah so much worth waiting on right i don't know luann we need your we need your 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 confidence here it's 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 out there right it's worth waiting for (laughs) yes it's out there and for women like you there is somebody. I can just tell you that. Uh, but again, you know, you, you don't want to hunt too much for it. Just want to hunt inside yourself. Speaking of, yeah. so of the not hunting, that was in this story as well. And we covered this a little bit in your interview. But since we're talking about, you know, patience and not and not playing hard, not playing games, but, you know, right. taking yourself seriously and, and holding out. So you can tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, well, I think there are a little bit of games uh, when you first meet somebody Mm -hmm. because you don't know what the situation is, you know. So it's all right to, uh, again, I just may be old, but. I I like the idea that a woman, I like the love that Mama Sally said no to the first date. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you yeah. can call that a game, right? Totally. Yeah. You know, we could say these days, oh, well, no, I'm just going to be open and real. Yeah, I'm available every night of the year for the next 20 years. Which one do you want? <laughs> uh, so there is some gamesmanship, but what it's really saying is I'm worth a lot. Mm-hmm. I am worth a lot. That's what that game is saying. It's not being mean. It's just saying I'm worth a lot. And I want a man that knows I'm worth a lot. I love that. So, um, yeah, I think I think women should play more hard to get. That's what just my belief. It may be wrong and don't be desperate. Uh, 
have a little backbone, a little. That, uh, that you can smell desperation on people. Yeah, it's not attractive. No, no. And um, I just think that Mama Sally and I, we could be good friends. Oh, I think y'all would love each other. We will set up somehow. We'll, we'll have y'all get lunch or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love to meet her. Y'all would be fast friends. I just think that was beautiful. And I really appreciate hearing it. Well, Carly, do we want to <laughs> open up or wrap up? What are we doing? I would say let's each do like present our question uh, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. I think that my, you know, my story or question is, is just, I mean, I, I have a lot going on in my life. I've always, yeah. even without the cancer stuff, I've always been a very dominant person very competitive and, and ambitious. And most of the issues I've had in my relationships have been that I don't make room. And um, sometimes the person that I'm with will feel diminished or overshadowed or because I don't, I get these, I get this tunnel vision, and these blinders on, and I'm so focused on my goals and my, um, what I want to achieve. And I just kind of say, you know, if they fit into it, great. If they can't hack it, too bad. But there's a line there, and I am struggling finding the line between making them work for it, but also being open for somebody in my life. And so my question, Grandma Saracen, is where, how you think, what's the best way to find that balance of, you know, playing hard to get, playing a little game, focusing on yourself, being independently happy, but also making sure that you've cracked open a door. Yeah, and make yourself, uh, boy, that's just a rough one. That's a rough one because I really like the fact that you have your own things and you you love what you're doing. So there's two ways to go. One is you could try to change that in you. You could work on it and try to uh, age will do that for you, but you don't mm -hmm. want to wait that long. You know, it'll settle you down. The other thing is just, you know, there's a man out there that can stand up to you, that can uh, hold his own, uh, that can love you, but not let you push him around. Yes. Now, you can wait around for that. Um, you can you can do both, really. You can You can look for that. But you could also look inside yourself and see why you have such a drive and what is it from when you were little. Because yeah, most of this, you know, they say it comes from when we're little. Mm -hmm. What is that happened or what was it like when you were little that made you have to be the boss? <laughs> I have the same thing and have to be number one, you know. Right. And can you can you change that a bit? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say there's two ways to work on it. Externally, wait around for that guy. Yeah. You know, he may be a doctor in that hospital. There are some cute ones. Uh, I can attest. <laughs> what a story that would be. Oh my gosh. And uh, at the same time, I already think you're doing it, though. You're, you're, the first thing to do is to tell somebody the truth. Mm -hmm. And you've told the truth tonight that you you don't leave enough space for people in your life. Yeah. And that's the first step. Once you've done that, you've done the hard part. 
Okay. Once it comes into your awareness, then you can change. If you, if you don't know about it, you can't change it. So you've said it out loud. And next thing is to just let the universe work on you. Mm-hmm. Or God, if you believe in God. People have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. Fine by me. And uh, put yourself out there and be open for, for that man. You know, you may not want somebody as strong as you. That's another yeah. thing you got to consider. Yeah. yeah. You may be scared of that. Someone who may, you be, may be scared of being dominated and not being willing to have a guy yeah. that can stand up to you. So that's another thing you got to think about. That's true. It's, it's not an easy question you ask. No, I love I'm, your answer. I no, think you're that doing that's, great. I think it's, you're totally right. I think it's both of those things. It's um, being vulnerable. And even if it's kind of scary, making sure that I've got that door cracked open, but also um, staying focused on my, like, yeah, I, I think you're totally, I love that. I think it's both of those things. Thank you. Oh, uh, well, thank you for being here and all you're going through and the show must go on. Mm. Oh yeah. God, that I, is our theme, right? <laughs> if we stopped marching onwards, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> so we just keep yeah. going. Yeah. Absolutely. Just keep going. You've got a beautiful smile and and Thank a beautiful you. spirit. Mm. What about you, Mon? Okay. Um, so I have had a repetitive history with male friendships that the boundaries are a little confusing, um, where basically guys that have been strictly friends with me have treated me in a way that they're, that I'm dating them, but they're not dating me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been frustrated with that and annoyed by that. And I'm kind of evaluating it looking back because I'm also like, well, you never have told anyone how you feel. <laughs> so that's also on you. Um, for making that confusing. So I think what I want advice on is how to set boundaries, set healthy boundaries with these friendships that are inappropriate and also just (laughs) how to bring it up with probably one person, maybe it needs to be a couple in my past. Um, because as we talked about on my break, I'm a songwriter. I'll write a whole song about it, but I won't talk to you about it. So yeah. Is it a letter? Is it a phone call? Do I bring it up casually? Do I ask them to have a formal meeting with me <laughs> to discuss? Um, yeah, I don't like know if that's too cryptic. Document. Yes. I think I know what you're saying, Monica. I think yes. just knowing you, I, I feel like you're asking, you know, where's where's the line of how do I show somebody or get them to see me in the light that I want them to? But also, how do I know when to not try yeah. to change how they see me and just take the back seat and and manage a friendship in a healthy way? Is that kind of what you're feeling? Yes. Um, yeah. I think so. Well, I've got, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, are you saying, are you saying that you have men friends that want more? Or you have men friends that don't want enough mm. from you. 
Well, it's very confusing. They don't say they want more, but they act in ways or they speak in ways that sound like it is, but then they go date someone else. And then it's like, oh. I think our generation kind of calls it friend zoning. I think that Monica yeah. you gets, I think you get along really well with men. Yeah. And like you have good, strong male friendships and the lines get blurry for whatever reason and the way that they treat you. And I feel like, I want to know this for you as well too. Like, <laughs> how do you either jump that boundary and get them to not look at you as just a friend? Yeah. But also, how do you know when to internally just say, this is just a friend person? Like, like what am I misreading? Yeah. Yeah, I think I need advice on just like how to... I don't know how to bring it up with someone because I'm just going to say there's one person. I mean, there's, there's been multiple, but there's one person that, um, basically asked me out and then never followed up about it and is now dating someone else. And we've been friends for years. There's been weird handholding and, um, just things that you don't say to someone that you don't feel romantic feelings for typically. But I feel like as someone that actually is bold and would tell me that they like me if they did. So I do think that they're just treating me poorly. And so how do I confront that and kind of what is the best medium? There's no right answer. There's no only one right answer. One is, you know, you do confront or you do say what was going on. But I think we already know what was going on. We don't like it. What was going on is he liked you and he put that off, but then he found somebody he liked more. Yeah. So I think what we're talking about here is hurt feelings because a guy you liked and who acted like he liked you, let's just put it out there, didn't like you enough, didn't like you as much as you liked him. So I say, move on. Why give him why give him the time of day? Yeah. If he that is just hanging on to air. And for Monica's closure, if she were to just say, you know what? I'm tired of hanging on to this bumper. I'm moving on. I I for me, I would still want to have that conversation. Like, do you think she should still go to this person and say, This is how I felt about you? I'm moving on, but I just want you to know, like, how do you feel about still confronting it, even if she's going to move on? I don't see much point in it. Yeah. I mean, and if I did it, I'd do it later when I didn't care, when I didn't give a damn. Yeah. Let the emotion drain away from it. All you'd be doing now is saying, why didn't you like me? I liked you. Yeah. What's wrong with me? (laughs) It would be Matt Matt in the shower. What's wrong with me? Everybody you, leaves me. You're better than that. Yeah. You know, you you don't need that guy. You don't need that guy to be happy. No. All you need is to tell yourself that, you know, he don't matter to you anymore. Now, if you're in love with him or you have a crush on him, you're infatuated, you're going to have to deal with that. Right. It sounds like you still like him. Well, that's the thing. It's like I... It's more that I'm, I think I could confront this now because at this point I'm just annoyed. I'm not even upset because it's more that, and this has happened a few times where it's like, I actually didn't like them, but they 
were flirty and they were and everyone's like this person likes you so i'm like oh i guess i like them but then they don't so then it's like this weird tussle and i think it's more of like you're a friend and you've hurt me more as just a friend than even romantically yeah and you need to be held accountable kind of thing i think it could be a good opportunity to kind of practice that confrontation too could yeah. oh I have in my head yeah. I need to do it with a, a person <laughs> yeah well that's that's the thing he's you know when you're hurt or resentful towards somebody it's like you're handcuffed to him yeah and he can't get loose yeah so you can get loose a bunch of ways you can get loose by talking to him telling him what a jerk he was yeah. or how you felt or you can get rid of him by just saying unlocking those concat you've got the key yeah so it's up to you. I think, I mean, just going by my own experience, when I've liked somebody that didn't like me, man, it hurts. Yeah. You know, um, I guess follow your gut. I don't want you begging nobody, though. I don't want you to, oh, I, you know, if you want to say something, you say it straight. You just say, why, you know, you indicated you like me and you didn't. Right. Or, and you could also ask yourself this. What are you doing that makes this keep happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just trying because, to figure that out. Yeah. Because like if you're putting forth something wishy-washy, that might be what you're getting back. No, totally. I and think, I think that that's what I've been learning too. And I think um, oh, now it's gone to my train of thought. Just leave me. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. And you can do some of these things without words like. Make him regret, show him such a happy, beautiful version of Monica that Mm -hmm. he regrets that he was not the one who was a part of that. Yeah, I love that. The competing with the happiness thing, I love love that. That's one of my favorite takeaways from today. Yeah, I mean, would he make you happy? I don't know. That that makes me mad that somebody would do that to you. But then on the other hand, I have to say... You let it happen. Yeah. That's yeah. what's hard to face, that we are 50%, usually 50% or some percent at fault. Yeah. Yes. Situation. That's the hardest yeah. part. I know. And that's hard. It's hard to face. And like this particular guy, uh, ah, man, sometimes I'd like to get more into this and find out exactly what happened. I know, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what he actually did weird hand holding that's the only (laughs) clue clue i got Uh i think that just without going into much detail just since i'm uh i know what we're talking about um (laughs) i think that monica to get frank Mm -hmm. i think that you had a certain you have a certain intimidation from him and like i think that you're slightly intimidated by him and i think that your self-confidence is part of what put you in that wishy-washy zone where he couldn't mm. tell. Also, it's, it kind of goes back to that thing of like whatever yeah. you're ruminating on and insecure about, they're probably thinking the exact same thing. And he may yeah. have been just as confused because you didn't have enough of the self-confidence around him, not not in general, but I just no, mean yeah. specifically around him to show him what you wanted from him. Yeah. These are all good things. Well, yeah, but it's not pleasant. You want somebody no. to say, that's such a jerk. It's his <laughs> fault. 
That's and people say that. So, and she and Carly has said that before. So, yeah, well, I can just say it's his loss for one thing. That we there you know go. for sure. Well, guys, you know, I there is a song that I'm working on that's probably going to come out next year. Should I just send it to him and be like, "What do you think?" Yeah, is it about just him? track? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Could do that. Pull a little T Swift. No, I'll probably be mature and pull a little T Swift. Yeah, I think it would be a great opportunity for you to try to talk it out because because so you know y'all y'all you've known each other for a long time and I think your yeah. friendship is not in danger. No, um, I think and maybe you could good. learn from his standpoint. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to go back. I want to like. What was that stupid movie, The Ghosts of Girlfriends Past or whatever, Matthew oh, McConaughey, yes. like, goes back. I want to go back to all these people and be like, ask so all these questions. Exit interviews. Interrogate them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, what did I do? What did you? Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I love that. I well, feel that's great. Like, I feel much more hopeful thinking about <laughs> men and relationships. And, and me too. for me, my biggest stressor is time passing and. I, yeah. I love that we kind of talked about that tonight. That made me, that put me at ease. Yes. Uh, we have time. It was, it was loads of fun. And as long as y'all know, I don't know anything. I'm just telling you some stuff that I kind of learned. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hey, we all have our, no, I our think, bits to share. I know. I think we got some gold today. And yes, thank you, Luann, so much for your time. Yes, thank you. You have come on for an interview now and for this. And thank you all for sending in all of your questions and your stories. Yes. It's been so fun to read them. And yeah, we hope y'all learned something and got something out of, out of this We episode. love this experiment yeah. or experience. And we just love hearing from <laughs> it's y'all. It's kind of an experiment too. Yeah, an experiment. <laughs> we just love hearing from y'all and your beautiful stories and, and questions. And, and it's just nice to know that other people out there have the same questions that we do and the same worries and fears and difficulties. Um, with relationships that we go to yeah. bed with every night. <laughs> Solidarity. Well, I think we should end with clear eyes, full hearts, move on. Oh, and hell yeah. Mr. Sandman, right? Yes. <laughs> love that. It's All right. To so many problems. <laughs> it really is. If it, if it was only easier, I'd oh, be man. killing it. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Full hearts. Move, move, move on. on. <laughs> I love that. Just thank you both of y'all for uh, dealing with my fun situation this evening. Oh, Little interruptions of course. and stalls. I'm so glad we made this work. Me too. Yes, this was fun. Well, well this, this was a delight. Well, this was so fun. Yes. It was fun. We love were, you, girls. Yes, all we of love you. you. I'm still kind of worried about that girl moving to the new city, but I'm going to have to let her work it out. We'll check. We'll check. We'll check in. Uh, yes. Sure they're doing we'll okay. check in. Yeah. Well, ask her what she decided to do. Yes. yes. We'll do okay. some follow-up. Yeah. We'll get an update. Yeah. All right. I love all it. Right. Over and out and move on. All right. Over and out and move oh, on. Yeah. Amen. There you go. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Mr. Simon. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Bum, 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 bum. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Bum, 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 bum. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Send me. I'm so alone. Bum, 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 bum. Don't have nobody to call my own. Bum, 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 bum. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream.